This is the Connection Christian Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. I want to, we've been in a series called Connect Pandemic Edition. You know, we, we did a series last year, the end of last year, called Connect, period. It's what we do, right? And, um, I just felt like going through this new season, going through this, you know, this season that we're, we're still in, the truth, I know a lot of us want to just be done with it, but apparently, you know, as one person out there said, it's not done with us yet, and, and so we don't really know what it's going to do or where it's going to go or what, what is going to happen, but what I do know is that if we are paying attention If we as God's people will open our eyes and pay attention to what is happening, I believe that we'll be able to see God's hand at work in ways that maybe we either have never seen before or have hoped to see or have seen at some point in in time and it's kind of ebbs and flows. And and I believe that this is the time that, that we can do that. And so I wanted to talk to you once more as I do always, about our mission as a church, about our purpose of connecting with God through worship and the Word, through connecting with others, through community and family, and through connecting in ministry, through uh, serving and sharing. Last week, we talked about serving, and we talked about serving others in, in a, for their sake, not for our sake, Right to pour out our lives and to release our lives into the world for the sake of others, not to scratch our own ego, right? Not, not, not just so I can be right or I can have my way because it's not about my way. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And I want to live in such a way that everyone sees Christ in me. And, and, and so it, it's very important that when we minister, we allow them to see Christ in us. When we serve, when we, when we are just being human to each other, that we allow them to see Christ in us because we are the church. And I want you to understand something, that being the church sets us apart from the rest of humanity. We are not like everyone else. The Bible is clear about that. We are aliens and strangers in this land. The problem is, When the aliens and strangers start looking too much like the natives, then we don't stand out anymore. We don't get to bring what we have to bring anymore. And and, and so I want to talk to you today about, uh, here's the title of my sermon. It's Connect by Sharing. Yep, not a whole lot of creativity went into that one. But this is where I saved all my creativity for. Here's my point. My point is this. The church has something to share that the rest of the world doesn't have but desperately needs. The church has something to share that, that, that no one else has except for those who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Except for those who are connected to God and are a conduit from heaven. Because, listen, and... and <laughs> I've thought about how to do this without contrasting because anytime that you use a contrast, you take the risk of, of offending somebody or, or you know, rubbing somebody wrong with, with a certain way. Uh, but, but here's what I want, I want to say just off the bat is that 
we believe in serving people. We believe in meeting felt needs in the community, right? We believe in, in service projects and food pantries and clothing drives and, and meeting the needs of people around us. But listen, we can't stop there. We can't stop there. And if we don't do the next part, we might as well not do the first part. Because if we don't bring what the church is here to bring, then, then we miss out on the blessing of release. You see, blessing from God is about release. It's about letting go, right? <laughs> so when we think about what is our purpose in the world, what is the church's purpose in the world? Our purpose in the world is to bring to the world what only can be brought to the world through God, from heaven, through the Spirit, in a way that releases power over the enemy around us. Come on. And, and so, what, what are those things? I, I'm going to talk to you about three things, and we're going to run through them quickly because I could easily spend a week uh, or more on e either of them, any of them, not weeks, years probably. Number one is the gospel. We have the gospel. We have the good news. If, if you, we're going to look at a lot of scriptures, so if you want to pull it up on your app, uh, it's, it should be on there. Um, and but the gospel can be boiled into some specific words. I put four of them. There are more, I believe. They are called. We are justified. We are sanctified. We are glorified. We are discipled. We are activated. We are anointed. We are, right? These are all things that are made possible by the gospel. Now, what is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God incarnate, God himself, came to the earth, be, humbled himself to become a man, a human being in flesh. That's what incarnate means, right? Incarnate. Carne is meat, right? You with me? Like, you know, or... I keep wanting to go off on these weird tensions. I'm just fighting with them in my head. So let me, let me work it out. Because uh, I'm thinking, you know, queso, carne. Just, anyway, I all of a sudden want to eat Mexican food. Okay. What is the gospel? The gospel is the embodiment of God in the flesh came to pay the price to make the sacrifice to satisfy his only requirements so that we could step into freedom, so that we could step into power, so that we could step into the connection with God that enables us to now release into the world that which we could not without him. Okay? So the gospel comes down to are you called? Because the called are the, are the ones who are saved, right? No one, no one comes to the Father except those who are called by his name. 
When, when we are called by God, when God reveals himself to us, we have the opportunity at that moment to respond. When we respond by faith, through faith, because of grace, listen, called is about grace. You didn't deserve to be called. You didn't earn being called. You didn't do anything good enough to be called. God decided to call your name. He decided to call on you. So if you're in Christ, it's because God decided. God chose you. Right? You were adopted. There's a beautiful thing about the scripture in the New Testament about adoption. If you are adopted, then you are blessed beyond. Listen, if you're just a biological child of someone, they just got stuck with you. If you're adopted, you are chosen. You were selected. You were sought after. You were plucked out and picked specifically to enter into and belong to a family. That's what God does for us. That is the grace of the gospel in our lives. And we are justified, justified by his payment on the cross, not ours. His payment, his sacrifice is what justifies us to come before God, to come boldly before the throne where we receive our grace and mercy. Come on. That is, that is powerful stuff. And then we are sanctified. Sanctified means to be made pure, to be made clean, to be made holy. He does that to us. You don't do that to you. He does that to you. Right? In Romans 12, he talks about to be transformed, no longer conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. That word transformed right there is the same idea as sanctified you once were something and he transformed you into something else that's what it means and then glorified and glorified means to be rejoined with him ultimate power the ultimate power of all of the universe wants you to be joined with him as one i and the father and the father in me and you in us is what jesus said that's glorified. That is gathered together with the ultimate power of God. So in Titus chapter 3, verse 4 through 7, it says this. Because I, I picked this verse because I feel like it, it captures the gospel. There are a lot of different passages in the Bible that just capture the gospel well. And this is one of them. It says this. But when, but when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. Yeah, I could just, just go ahead and memorize that and camp out on that for about the rest of your life. Because that is the good news. That is the answer that the world is seeking. That is the hope that we are without when we are without God. If we don't have this truth, we don't have the gospel. And when we don't, listen, and the Apostle Paul is very clear about it. He says, how can they believe if no one teaches them, if no one preaches to them, if no one takes this information, this good news, and goes and spreads the good news? 
So listen, the church is here to spread the good news. We are here to be the heralds, the ones who stand on the rooftops and tell the people and share the people. Now, you know, standing on a rooftop and shouting at people going by on the street, it's probably not going to work. It's a figure of speech. What you do is you see that image in your mind, and then the next time you're talking to someone who's going through a tough time, you say, you know what? I know someone who has an answer for your situation. <laughs> Let me talk to you about the good news of Jesus. He's the one that overcome the sin that is disrupting your life right now. He's the one that set you free from that stuff that is clogging you up right now. He's the answer to all of your issues and problems. And he can overpower and overcome anything that is in you because that is good news. Come on. Have you ever been stuck in the mud? Like, have you ever been stuck in your car? I'm from Tennessee where there's a lot of hills and valleys and mud, right? And, and, and you slip off the road, you're going to get stuck. And, and, and when you get good and stuck and all you're just, you're just spinning, 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 you can't go anywhere, you know what sounds like good news? A big old truck coming with a, with, with a rope or a strap or a chain that's going to hook to your bumper and pull you out of that place. And that is good news coming. When we are coming toward people, if we are willing to release the good news into people's lives, if we're willing to speak of the gospel and all he has done, <laughs> just like the song said, I'll tell of all that he's done for me. What has he done for you? What is your testimony? Will you share it with people? Will you say, I once was lost, but now I'm found? Because that's how we share the gospel. You don't have to know every chapter and verse. I don't even know. I've been doing this. My wife reminded me 22 years now. I've been doing this. And I don't know every chapter and verse, but I know what I need to know. I know what I need to know to share my story, to share my, to share my truth, to share what God has done in me, and, and to share the answer that he is the answer. Number two, no, no, not, not yet, number two. Go back one, sorry. I wanted to share one more verse with you. Romans 8, 29. It says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined. In other words, he called. To be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. You see, God has a process. God has a process of walking us through and, and, and taking us through every hill and valley, right? Every high place and low place, every light, light place and dark place. He has a process of using those things to move us and to shape us and to mold us. He is the potter and we are the clay. And when, we, and when we understand that, now we can understand that we are made for something different. Right? The Bible, when it talks about that potter and clay, it says some were made for common reasons and some were made for noble reasons. And here's what I know. If you're in Christ and Christ is in you, you were made for noble reasons. You were made for powerful reasons. You were made to, to change the world around you. And God has called you for such a time as this. 
Acts 17 says that you are here where you are, when you are on purpose, because God has a purpose for you. Come on. And when we live into that, when we, when we lean into that, we can change the world. And all right, so number two, what do we have? We have the gospel. Number two, we have the fruit. We have the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, we have the result or the offspring or the reproduction of the things that are the Holy Spirit that He wants to release to us and through us here in this world. Now listen, I, I, I know that these things can... I, I'm, I've been on this kick for a long time. God has been pounding in my head about the fruit. I, I, I for a long time in, in my Christian walk, just thought of the fruit as, oh, that's nice. That's a nice thing to be, right? Those are nice little qualities to have and so that people won't hate you and think you're a jerk, right? Wrong. These are not nice little things to have. These are the weapons that we fight with and destroy the enemy. These are the things that we do battle with. These are the things that the Apostle Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians 10. The weapons that we have are not of this world. They, are, they have divine power to break down and destroy strongholds in our lives. That's what these fruit are. When we talk about love, we say, oh, that's nice and cushy. And the devil says, what now? Uh, don't, don't pull that one out. Kindness? No, 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 no. We don't want kindness. We want bitterness. We want hatefulness. We want, we want dissension and, and, you know, no, no, no. See, you, you start pulling out gentleness and you start pulling, well, let's just look at the verse in, in, in uh, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and forbearance or patience is what that word means. Kindness and goodness faithfulness and gentleness and self-control you see when you're motivated by those when you're under the control of those things now you aren't controlled by anger and bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment because those things are like cancer that will eat you from the inside out and that's exactly what the devil wants to do to you he wants to kill still and destroy does love joy peace patience kindness do those Still kill and destroy, or do those bring life and give you life and give it to you abundantly? Come on. We spend a lot of time seeking out, searching out people that we can love and that will love us, that give us joy and we give joy to them, that bring us peace and we give peace to them. Why do we seek them and run from the others? Because God created us to experience and enjoy these things. And these things are the weapons that we use against the enemy. These are the things that we use to destroy the enemy and his strongholds in our lives. His strongholds in our, in, our, in our relationships. Come on. And when we are willing to use them on God's behalf, we have something that the world doesn't have, but they need it desperately. We have the fruit of the Spirit. We have the power that can overtake the bitterness and the hatred that is running rampant in our streets today. Come on. Now, it requires that we, that we back up a little bit sometimes 
that, that we take off any masks or disguises or, or any other thing that the enemy has tried to put on us that makes us look too much more like the world. We need to uncover all of that and say, oh, I'm, I'm not this or I'm not that. I'm not this, I'm not that, right? You fill in your this and that, whatever it may be. Whatever identity the enemy has tried to put on you. And you say, no, no, no. I am a follower of Christ. And I represent Christ to the world. And I will represent Christ everywhere I go. And they will see Christ in me. And, and, and if that... If that doesn't make me look like a, a Democrat or a Republican, so be it. I'll be Christ. Come on. If that doesn't make me look like a liberal or a, or a conservative, so be it. I will look like Christ. I don't really care what political position you are. You weren't called for political position. You were called to represent Christ. Come on. This is <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I want to get to this. This is more fun. This is, a, this is the most fun one all. Because when, listen, think about it this way. When, when you are adopted into a family, right, and, and, and you're brought into that house to live in that house, to live in that home, to be loved by those people, to experience their joy and their kindness and their gifts and, 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 and uh, well, their, their joy, their kindness, their peace, their love. What happens when Christmas comes or your birthday rolls around? You once were an orphan and nobody really cared. But now you're a son or a daughter in the house experiencing all the fruit of the love of the parents that have adopted you. And now what are they going to do on your birthday or on Christmas? They're going to shower you with gifts. They're going to give you the gifts that they have, that they can release on you. And this is what our Father in heaven wants to do, is He wants to give you gifts. If, you, if you, we, being evil, want to give our children good gifts, how much more do you think the Father in heaven, who is eternally good, wants to shower down the gifts on His children? And He says those gifts are the Holy Spirit. He identifies what his gift is. Now, why does that matter? Because contained in the Holy Spirit is all of this other stuff. Come on. It's like he just gave you. You ever remember those big giant chemistry sets that you could buy? And it had like 6,000 pieces to it. Or, or, or one of those, uh, you know, a makeup kit that you can buy. And it's got like 50,000 kinds of makeup in it or something like that. It's one kit. It's one thing. But inside... It's packed full of pieces. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are. When we begin to unpack the gifts of the Spirit, they are so much that the Father has given to us. There's so much that is released, and it is through the Holy Spirit. When we receive the Spirit, we have the gifts. All of them. We have access to all of them. Right? And, and, and just like any gift, like any package of gifts, you know, when you open up that box and you, and you pull out all those 50,000 pieces, there are going to be a few of them that you're really going to lean toward. You're really going to gravitate toward. You're going to play with more than all the rest of them. Are, are you with me? And you give that same kit to another kid and that kid's going to unpack it. And they're going to play with something completely different. And you give it to another one, they're going to play with something. 
They all have them. They have all of them. But there are certain parts of them that we will use more effectively. Come on. This is good theology right here. So what does that look like? What does that feel like? Well, number one is this. The gift of the... I didn't read that statement after the fruits, did I? Go back to that fruit one, please, just for a second. Because I'm, I'm messing everybody all up. Sorry. But this is important. Because I felt like God said, you better say this. And I almost forgot too. The, manif- the fruit is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit through our attitudes and actions. When we are not, when we are acting in hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, slander, gossip, all of those things, we are manifesting something other than the Holy Spirit. In other words, manifest means to bring to life. We are bringing to life and spreading into the atmosphere something other than the Holy Spirit. Can I just give you some good old-fashioned advice? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't bring it to life. Don't let it out. You might think it, but don't say it. And if you control it here, you can control it here. All right? Now, the gifts. Back to the gifts. The gifts are the manifestation of the Holy Spirit through supernatural power in the natural world. The manifestation of supernatural power, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Listen, when we live in love and joy and peace and kindness and gentleness, we are manifesting, we are bringing to light and to life the Holy Spirit to us and through us. This is how heaven gets to earth. And when we live in the gifts, when we operate in the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us, all we're really doing is releasing the Holy Spirit around us. Come on. Don't get caught up on the gift. Get caught up on the source of the gift. Get all tangled up in the source of the gift. Because he carries with him all of them. And, he, and, and when we live in those gifts, it is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit through releasing that supernatural power into the natural world. And it overcomes. And it sets free. I've been doing uh, connection points every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, We release them on YouTube, and thank you for those of you who are who are listening and watching those. Um, And and uh, you know, I just it's it's just a a way to release something that I feel like God has put into me. And one of the things that that I you know I've taught through, preached through, led through the Book of Acts so many times. Every single time that I go through it, I see more and more of the release of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. Because that's really what the book of Acts is about. It's about showing us a story, how God released his power and his strength and his Holy Spirit through a few individuals so that we could see how to now live into that same vein of living. The book of Acts does not finish with Acts chapter 28. We are Acts chapter 29. Come on. We, we are the chapters that come after that that is written in the scripture. What is written in the scripture is there so that we will know how to just carry on. We'll just keep going. 
But here's what I know. In the book of Acts, if you actually trace through and see where are the salvations, where are the times when people respond to God, when people repent of their sin and turn to Him and, and fall on their face before Him and worship Him? When do these things happen? They happen when they see the supernatural release of the power of the Holy Spirit in the natural world. Every salvation in the book of Acts is accompanied by a miracle. By a work of God's hand that is supernatural in the natural realm. That's what we're here for. And listen, church, come on. We have forfeited this. We have given this up because we're like, oh, that's woo-woo. Oh, I'm afraid of that. Oh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if we do that at my church. If it's in the Bible, we're going to do it at your church if this is your church. Come on. I know. I was raised... To, to be afraid of some of this stuff too. And thank God he has delivered me from that fear. Because I'm not afraid to, to live into whatever it is that God wants to use. To deliver what is in his heart to his people. To and through us we receive it. So, so listen, to, listen to what it is. 1 Corinthians 12 says this. There are different kinds of gifts. But the same spirit distributes them there are different kinds of service but the same lord there are different kinds of working but in all of them it and in every one it is the same god at work it is the same god at work when we are operating moving and rolling in the gifts of the spirit it is the same god that is making it all happen now listen Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Remember, the manifestation, the bringing to life, the bringing into reality. How do we do that? We get out of our own way. We let faith flow. We receive what God is dropping from heaven, and we release whatever it is into the world by faith. That's how we manifest what is given by the Spirit for the common good. For the good of everyone that is around us. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. To another, the, by, uh, by means of that same Spirit. To another, faith. By the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing. By that one Spirit. Now, look, I would love to stop on every... And I've done that. We've done that. We did it not too long ago on Wednesday nights at the gathering. But we, we go through... Uh, each one of these and talk about what are these. But here's what I want to do today. I want you to just, I, I just want you to turn in, turn on your radios, turn on your transistor radio in your minds. Send out your frequency. Because whatever frequency it is that God has put into you is the one that it's going to connect with and resonate that is out there in the atmosphere, right? So in a, with a radio, if, if you had a little, you know, a radio, you know, some of you all remember what radios are, right? It's this thing, you tune in stations and stuff, right? And, and if, you're, if you tune that radio to Warm 103 FM, right? There's a radio station here in town, Warm 103 FM. If you're on any other frequency, you will not pick up that radio station. But the moment that you hit warm, you hit 103 FM on the dial, you will hear whatever it is they are transmitting. And listen, 
God has put into you a frequency. God has put something in you that is going to resonate so that when you receive it, you can also release it. (laughs) I'm just letting that sink in for a second. Some of you are still trying to figure out, what was the radio again? Is that like an MP3 player? I don't know if that's... But, but, But listen... You have to have the frequency. You have to be tuned into the frequency to get the static out of your life. When you tune into the frequency, you can connect with God. When you connect with God, you can connect with others around you who are in that same frequency zone. And when you connect with them, now all of a sudden we can connect with the world around us to deliver what God is sending to us that only we have. That only we have. Listen, if the church only gives to the world what any other organization out there could give to the world, the church is missing her mission. We are not just another social club or social organization. We are the spiritual embodiment of Christ himself. That's what the church is. We are the bride of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are the delivery system of what is in the head, who is Christ. And when we live into that, when we stay in tune with that, come on, right? Your body has a nervous system in it. And, and every, that nervous system, it sends impulses, it sends frequencies from your brain into your little finger, right? In, into your finger. And it tells your finger, my brain right now is sending a frequency from here down through my arm into this finger saying, do this. Right? And the only reason I'm able to do this is because that circuit is connected. If you were to cut that, ver- that, that nerve anywhere along that system, my brain could not tell my finger to do this anymore. And listen, when we allow things into our lives that are not meant to be there, they break the system. They disconnect the current, right? They, they, they disconnect. There's so many things in this world that illustrates this, right? Electricity and water and so many other ways of looking at, at how we do things or how things are connected. It's all to illustrate the ultimate connection, which is you with Christ. And when we are connected, then we can flow through us the gifts that the Holy Spirit have given us. The, the gifts that, that, that were, where was I? I, I, I I'm going I'm to jump further in. All right, no. Romans 12, uh, 10. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. That's a big one right there. That's an important one, I think, that we need to focus in on, is distinguishing between the spirits. Which spirit is speaking into my life right now? Because depending on the message you're receiving will depend on what comes out of your speakers. Come on. You were were trying to dial into warm 103, and somehow you ended up on 1070X. It's a whole different station. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to find Britney Spears and Justin Bieber on 1070X. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Anyway, okay. 
All right, so where are we tuned in? Are we tuned in to miraculous powers and prophecy and distinguishing of spirits and others speaking in different kinds of tongues and still others interpreting those tongues? Verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same spirit and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Come on. We're the radio. He's dialing us in. The radio don't decide which station it plays. The operator does. And he is the operator. We are under his authority and under his power. Look at Romans 12, verse 6. It's just another list of these gifts that he has. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given us, given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is, to, if it is giving, then give generously. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Listen, here's one thing that I know that I've seen over 22 years of doing ministry and watching people. When you get frustrated about see, about the fact that something is not happening, that one of these things is not happening and manifesting around, the reason you're frustrated is the reason that you are here. When you're frustrated about something not happening, it's because it's you that is supposed to make it happen. Otherwise, it wouldn't even resonate it wouldn't mess with your frequency it wouldn't say "Ooh, i can't find that station come on y'all got way quiet on me there for a second do you hear what i'm saying so use frustration as a guide use the the the, the, the use the awareness of see of, of of seeing something that's not there Come on, you understand what that means? Like, this should be there, but I don't see it. The reason that you're seeing something that's not there is because that's what God gave you the vision for. So don't get mad at me or somebody else around you when they don't bring forth the vision that God gave you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ephesians 4, verse 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service. What? I thought the pastor was supposed to do everything. I thought the evangelists were supposed to do everything. I thought the, the, the teachers were supposed to do it. What do you mean to equip his people? Who are the people? You are the people. We be it. That's right. We are the people. We are the body. And the body is here to do the works of the service that the head tells the body to do. Right? Boy... All right. To equip, the, to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up 
until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You know what? Because Christ wants us to demonstrate and present, represent a whole Christ to the world. Not just bits and pieces of Christ. Not just a little bit here and there of Christ. The wholeness of Christ. But we will not represent the wholeness of Christ to the world until we have come to the knowledge and the maturity of the Son of God that we are connected to Him, connected to each other, and connected in ministry in our calling, in our purpose, in our bent, in our way of manifesting, right? Don't get upset with somebody else that's not manifesting in the way that you are manifesting. If you're both doing the same thing, one of you is probably not necessary. Come on. You said, well, I have two hands. Yeah, but they're opposing, aren't they? Opposing thumbs, it's what makes us human. It's what makes us special. Because if I had the same thumb on both hands, I'd be in trouble. I would not be as effective. Are you follow me? I, I would have a real hard time getting this little thing open. Anybody feeling me? Anybody out there online feeling me? Anybody on Facebook or, or YouTube feeling me? It, two years from now, when you come back and watch this, know this, it is for you right here, right now, because God is not limited by time and space. And what we put on the internet today might not fully manifest to that person that it's meant for, for years to come, but it will come. Because that's what God does. That's what God does. How many times have you picked up a book? I do this all the time. Picked up a book that was written 50, 80, 100 years ago. And I read a sentence in it. And that sentence smacks me between the eyes and changes everything for me. Well, that's no different than putting it out there on the internet. And somebody's clicking along. And God, God is in charge of search engines. <laughs> Has this helped anybody today? Come on. I, I just believe that as the body of Christ, thank you, as the body of Christ, we need to be reminded who we are and what makes us special. We are special because we are adopted by God. We were chosen and plucked out and predestined, called and justified. We are sanctified for His purposes, for His mission. To release on the earth what, they, what the earth can't get from anywhere else except from him. And we are the conduit. We are the delivery system. We are the ones that bring the gospel and the fruit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And all of this is made possible because of Christ, our head, of whom we are the body. We're going to celebrate communion together now. Just as Jesus did on the night that he was betrayed, he reminded them. Well, he told them for the first time, and it's a reminder to us, that his body, represented by the bread, 
this little wafer, this little thing that calls itself bread, I'm not convinced, but whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're at home in your kitchen, wherever you are, if you, whatever you've got that you can just hold on to and just say, I'm just thinking about the body. I'm just remembering the body of Christ that was given for me. And that body changed everything. Listen, that body allows me to be the body. Amen? So I invite you in worship to receive the body of Christ. the Old Testament, blood sacrifice was what was required for every sin. Every sin required the blood of something. And so when we sinned, God knew and made a plan right there in Genesis chapter 3 that the blood of His own Son would be the sacrifice for the sins of the world. This juice represents that blood that washes away and cleanses our sin and gives us life everything that has life has blood in it blood is the carrier of life and when we celebrate the blood of Christ we drink in the spirit that gives us life receive the blood of Christ without dripping leftover grape juice all over our brand new carpet. Would you all stand? There's another piece to this that I haven't really talked about too much, but we'll get into. It's impartation and activation. Those are words that make some conservative Christians very itchy and scared. The Apostle Paul used them all the time. It's what I do at the end of every connection point that I do. I pray a prayer of, of impartation and activation because what we want to do is release you into the world to go and do what Jesus did. The Apostle Paul said, I wish that, you, that I could come to you that I might be able to impart on, into you the gifts so that you could go and do what the body of Christ does. Well, We've come together and we've gathered together online so that we can release the Holy Spirit that is in us into each of you and you into each of the people that you go to and it spreads like wildfire, it spreads like a virus. Come on. And with that Holy Spirit in us, we need it activated. We need to bring it to life. We need it manifested into the world so that it is alive and well around us. Amen? There's nothing magic about this. This is spirit. This is just what God does. So let's pray. Father, I just pray right now an impartation upon all of these people, upon all of us, your Holy Spirit, Lord, that is with us, that is in us, that is through us. 
your gifts that come to us through that Holy Spirit, Lord. We pray that right now you would activate those gifts, that you would activate the gospel, that you would activate the fruit within us, that we would just begin to, that we would begin to broadcast it into the world around us through our lives, through our attitudes and actions, and through the, un, uh, the, the supernatural power that flows through us into a natural world as we release your gifts over the people that we come in contact with, Lord. We stay connected to you, our source, so that through us, you can flow all of your power and all of your love and all of your grace and all of your blessing in Jesus' holy name. And God's people said, amen, amen. We receive it. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. Without you, the work we do at Connection Christian Church wouldn't be possible. If you would like to give online, please visit c3christianchurch.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, take a moment and subscribe and please share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.